It's the Slightly Crap Film Podcast with me, Howell Roberts, and him, Ed Southall. Ed. Hello, Mr. Roberts, how are you? I'm alright, thanks. How's it how's it hanging? Uh older. Older oh, today. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. older now, isn't it, since the last podcast. I've ticked over a decade. You have, haven't you? What's that about? What, what do you how, how do you you know, now you've had time to sort of let it sink in, how are you looking back on your thirties? Uh, um with remorse mostly. Remorse. No, I, <laughs> so you should. <laughs> uh, I, I was very happy with my thirties. I think my forties have got a, quite a lot to live up to now. So, so no, yeah. no, no pressure, Hal. But I'm kind of relying on you to to give give me some fun fun experiences <laughs> over I, the next ten do, years. I can do that for you. Your forties are ace. Honestly, it's just brilliant because in your forties you find that you've well it depends on the life choices you've made so far <laughs> but what i found in that in in the 40s was um about a camper van that oh, wow. was in my 40s yeah. um vinyl came back in that was in my 40s yeah um i started having occasions where i had a bit of disposable income or i was cash rich for a bit mm. you know in the 40s and that, that was what, so I was able to buy stuff that uh, I well, wanted the, an, up, the, an upgrade all, stuff. This this ties in with a theme for me, I think. Yeah. So, uh, I, I when I was about 36, I was like, I kind of want a tattoo. And then I got to 38 and I was like, I'm going to get it now so that nobody assumes it's to do with the midlife crisis. And I did. Yeah. And everyone still assumed it was to do with the midlife crisis. Well, so I kind of cocked that up. Yeah, I remember that, and uh, yeah, I remember it was, wasn't it? You were having some sort of crisis. You were worried about hitting 40 when you were about 28. That's true. Well, I've been acting like I've been 40 for a long time. Um, and then, So then 40 comes around, and, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm not going to have any kind of crisis, because that was the two-year-ago thing. Yeah. And then I looked, I looked around me, like, yesterday, and realised that in the week since I've turned 40, uh, I've entered a marathon... I've bought yeah. a new phone. I've bought new headphones. This is all related to the marathon. Yeah. I've got new running stuff. I've got a new watch. <laughs> oh, have you? I've just gone a bit mad on the running thing. And it's that yeah. classic thing where you spend all the money on the equipment, but you haven't actually done any running. So. <laughs> well, I'm, on, on that theme, I'm... I'm uh, I don't know if I've been worried about... It's sort of that post-lockdown thing where I'm thinking, right, I need to just sort of be, try and be healthy. Uh, I was thinking about it last night when I was in pub. And I was thinking I need to be more healthy. <laughs> so I'm going to start couch to 5K again. I know, I know I've talked about it on the podcast in the past because I did it. I, I achieved it. Excellent. Um, so I need to but I, I think I just need I want to start it again I'm getting my lad to do it with me as well have, um, you, have you switched out your chocolate hobnobs for your rich tea biscuits now that's right yes well you know like you've bought a fancy new watch I've just bought some biscuits 
Yeah, but they're, they're more healthy biscuits. There's no chocolate on them. You have to add no. the chocolate. Absolutely. Are you I, are you adding the chocolate? No, I'll be melting the digestive, not in the cup of tea, but with my own sweat. <laughs> <laughs> as I run for 60 seconds which oh what a grim thought thank you <laughs> with running for 60 <laughs> seconds was just I remember the first time I did it on that couch to 5k and it it was just such a brilliant achievement I've noticed a few people on the Twitters have, have been doing it you know and, and have announced that they're doing it and it is a heck yeah. of an achievement once you get over that and you you know, you, you crack on with it. It's a brilliant thing, I think. I'm a big fan of it, to be honest. Well, talking about gross sweat, so all these apps and watches and analytics yeah. that I've bought into, one yeah. of the analytics when I finish a run, it's so grim, it says estimated amount of sweat produced, or something, and it's like in millilitres, and you're like, oh, oh God. God. <laughs> well, it's got to be an estimate, that, hasn't it? Because everyone sweats differently. <laughs> I mean, I thought you were going to say it tells you how long you've extended your life for. Well done. You've now got an extra 27 minutes on your life. <laughs> Can you imagine that? That's a grim thought, isn't it? It'd be quite a motivator, though. You'd be like, after six weeks, you might have added on a day or something. Well, yeah. 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 Just a day. Just one day. One day. Yeah, just yeah. one more so- day. So yeah, I'm an older man now. I've, I've entered a new bracket on the drop-down forms on 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 the internet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm running this marathon. It's not it's not a marathon here. It's a marathon in uh, Norway, Denmark, that, Norway, Norway, Norway. I Norway. thought you said Arctic. to me. Arctic. The thing about that is, I think that's a bit eccentric. I know you're quite eccentric anyway. But for the, the casual listener to this slightly crap film podcast, they don't realise that, do they? It is a bit of an odd choice. But, see, the way I see it is I'll probably only do one or two in my life and I may as well make it a really interesting one rather than just running around the block a lot. Is it going to be cold? I always think Norway's cold. No, well, it's called the Midnight Sun Marathon and it's, it's, it takes place at 8.30 at night in the summer in the mm. Arctic Circle at the very top of Norway yeah uh, and the idea is that it's, it's it's summertime but it's daylight basically all 24 hours a day right. at that point so you're running in the light just yeah. at night um, that's going to really mess you up you're not going to be able to do that thing where you are you going on a plane there or are you running there well uh, uh, I asked um, one of my relatives if he, if he was interested in coming yeah, and he went. Oh, how much does it cost? I said, Oh, it's dead cheap. It's only like seventy quid to join in. He went, yeah, but what about all the other costs like to get there? And I was like, Oh, I haven't yeah. figured out. I haven't even looked. <laughs> I still think I should. <laughs> <laughs> so I might be backpacking there. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I was going to say because you're not going to be able to do that drinking at the airport thing, are you? Do you know I've seen no, you before no. where you've half eight in the morning, you're on a carlin. Yeah, and I haven't even had a flight. I've just <laughs> yeah, you're just there. You go through everything just to get a pint to Carling. Absolutely, it's the best pint of Carling you'll have is at eight thirty in the morning at an airport with no ticket. Oh blimey! <laughs> so I also tried to strong arm Becky, our friend Becky, into doing it. Ah, uh, she's not up for it. Oh well, I've been a bit naughty. So she... what have you signed her up? <laughs> have you signed her up without telling her? She'll yeah. be fuming, mate. 
hope you haven't, because she'll be she'll be mental. She was umming and ahhing, so I just texted her and said, "Well, I've entered you now, anyway." Oh my god! <laughs> I really? thought I'll just I'll just I'll try and tip her one way or the other. Yeah. Um, and then I left it twenty four hours for, t- for her to stew and swear <laughs> at me under her breath. Did she um, respond? So she's responded now, and I've said I've said give it a week, but now you're in that zone of I think I might be going, and it'll hopefully. Yeah. Make you make your mind up, and I don't mind either way if she goes or not. But I hadn't actually got her a ticket at that point. I was just pretending. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I have now. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. No pressure, Becky. Anyway. <laughs> Come on, Bex. Get running. Get your knees up. Get your knees up. There's a good one. I mean, she could go and do. Um, she could go and do uh, that with you, or she could come and run for one minute with me. Yeah. I, I, and feel a great sense of achievement. To be I honest. feel like you're you're trying to pull her away from me there. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's me. I'm older. I'm, yeah. I'm Are you wise? Gonna be that's fitter. A, that's what. Well, I no, no, because I've entered a marathon. That's unwise, isn't it? Well, that's, no, that's stupid. stupid, isn't it? Yeah, you silly lad. Yeah, stupid bastard <laughs> you stupid lad I think that was Kate's initial response when I told her <laughs> I can imagine I bet she rolled her eyes didn't yep. she yeah all three of them <laughs> <laughs> what you say? you can't say that it's no, not her fault <laughs> <laughs> uh, what you been up to oh just you know it's it's been good isn't it it's because it's like summer holidays again but it's like just lockdown again except shops are open and you can you can go around <laughs> asking yourself shall i put my mask on now or not and i think I've, I've i've just been out now to the shops i've just been and bought some guppies for the fish tank <laughs> right four of them rock hard males they're, they're really small but colourful yeah. I bought them for fish tank I'm yet to name them um, but I went to get them and in the pet shop it was empty and I forgot to put my mask on but I'd just <sighs> been to the supermarket and I'd had my mask on there because it were, it were busy you know so yeah. I don't know how everyone else is faring with it and what people are choosing to do uh, I think I'm, I'm quite enjoying the new, the new tier of social awkwardness of like standing in a shop where I've got my mask on and someone else hasn't yeah and I'm just like I'm like looking at them and yeah. they're looking at me and I'm like I know we're judging each other right now but who's are, gonna blink <laughs> are you using your eyes to say I know something you don't no I'm using my eyes to say I feel slightly wiser than you and I feel awful about feeling that but I'm okay with it <laughs> cool man and they're looking at me like fuck's sake man this has to end at some point where you just take your mask off so, yeah and do, have you done that thing where you've forgotten you've got it on and you've had a drink no and the drink <laughs> the only the only place I don't wear it and I'm glad I'm glad that we don't have to wear them anymore is the swimming pool when I take my lad swimming because oh, there's barely any of us at the top and it's boiling in there and it's horrible you, wearing a mask. Did you have to wear a mask when you went swimming? No, I don't go in the pool, you daft bugger. I'm in the stands at the top. Well, you just let your kids go in on their own? Yeah. What sort of parent are you? <laughs> How old do you think they are? <laughs> I know, but, you know... Tom's 23 of... now. <laughs> <laughs> He's 
23 <laughs> foot tall. Oh, you're not wrong he's there. He's huge, isn't he? I know, I've started like drilling holes in the ceiling so he's got a space to stand. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good job your house has got high ceilings because of him. <laughs> don't need it for you, do you? Because you're not tall, are you? You're not a tall man. I'm tall, I just don't have any hair, so it knocks a foot off. Is that what it is? Off. Yeah. Because I always think you're about a foot shorter than me. Or are you just downhill? No, no, it's because we're on Zoom and I'm further away. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh, I've just, uh, I've seen headlines. And I know there's a lot of bad stuff happening in the world, but I'll tell you what, someone's passed away who who was quite important to the podcast, I feel, and that's Desmond Davis, the film director, who you might not have heard of, but he made a film called um, Clash of the Titans, (gasps) <gasps> which was the last big Ray Harryhausen film in yeah. 1981. So I'm talking that, about. I'm not talking about. That's the an ITV one. classic. That one. <laughs> it it is was on every you. year. Oh, I'd be so excited by it. The beginning with the footprints in the sand. <gasps> oh yeah, <gasps> yeah. Gets me tingling. It's just an amazing film, and I just. I mean, he had a good innings. Like I think he was 91, um, mm. and he had quite a, a big career. Um, and but Clash of the Titans for me is probably his most famous and probably most relevant to this podcast um, film other than his final film which in 1984 he made which is an Agatha Christie adaptation which has a brilliant cast um, it's a bit lacklustre it's called Ordeal by Innocence and I think it's on one of the streaming channels it's it's not a crap film, except it's got a really, really terrible, terribly judged soundtrack. It's got this sort of like, it's all banjos and um, <laughs> it's a bit Deliverance meets a Northern Working Men's Club throwdown. It's, it's, and is, is this it, the director's last film or the animator's last film? It's the director's last right. film, Ordeal by Innocence. Sorry, and, and, and it's Desmond Davis who I'm talking about. Mm. But this Ordeal by Innocence, I watched it when I was a young'un, and I, it's not stopped me from buying it, to be honest, on DVD, but I, I want to return to it because I remember watching it as a, as a lad thinking, wow. Have they got the wrong soundtrack on? It's like they see it, they find a dead body, and there's this sort of, I don't know, old time jazz going on with banjos and um, strings and stuff. It's a, a really weird, weird soundtrack. I've forgotten who did the soundtrack, but it's totally inappropriate. It'd be like having a brass band on. I was going to say Jaws there because it's right in front of me. Oh, it would be like having the soundtrack to the Teletubbies on for Silence of the Lambs, <laughs> which actually would be quite... I'm surprised no one's done that yet. I want to do that now. Yeah, yeah, can you sort that out? You, you'll know what to do with that. So I, I, I just wanted to mention that anyway. Desmond Davis, rest in peace. Thanks for Clash of the Titans. Thanks for um, L- Lawrence Olivia as Zeus. Thanks for well, that. And, and, the, and Medusa. That, thanks for that as well. That's that, great, that great ties in nice. This is unplanned as always, but that, that's yeah. I mean as as never. Um, mm. That ties in nicely with two things that I wanted to mention to you. Oh yeah. First one is Phil Tippett's Mad God. Have you heard of this? I've I've um, I've heard of it in the fact that he's spent about twenty years making it. That's thirty that's years making it. Thirty years is it? Have you watched now, it? Th- 
No, well, it's it's coming out in the cinema, I think. Oh. in the next in the next couple of months, the first trailer has been released. Yeah, right. And Phil, t- I, you po- probably know more about Phil Tippett than I do. I didn't. Know, I've never heard of him. This just came my way on whatever my jigs. Oh, um, yeah. Phil Tippett did the stop animation for Star, yeah. the original Star Wars. Yeah, he did the Attacks um, as well in Empire Strikes Back. I yeah, think, I think. And oh god, another famous film as well that I've, I've forgotten now. But um, he'll have done, I think, Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, that's it. Jurassic yeah. Park and um, Starship, Starship Troopers as well. He and he spent thirty years working on his own film. Amazing. Um, and it's coming out. And what's brilliant about it, more than anything, is yeah. that you don't get many stop animation films now. And ah, it no, just no. looks glorious. It's, it's it looks brilliant. It looks like a horror film. Yeah, I, th- I don't know much about it, but it looks like it's a horror film, right? Um, and it just brings all that nostalgia of stop animation, bringing you back to like the Clash of the Titans stuff yeah. and the, the Sinbad oh, yeah. stuff. And oh, it looks amazing! I yeah. can't wait to watch it. Yeah. That's amazing. And then the I other op- link. Oh, go on. Yeah. You, you tell your thing. I was going to say, I often mix Phil Tippett up with uh, Stan Winston, who right. was um, another good, really excellent um, uh, special effects dude, and who did a, a did a film called Pumpkinhead, which is well worth a watch. I feel like um, I've seen that. Yeah, it's got Lance Henriksen of this yeah. parish. He, uh, he, he, <laughs> he appears in it, and he's very good as a bereaved father who goes to, goes to a witch to, to get a spell on the kids who killed his kid, and the spell conjures up Pumpkinhead. This, well, it uh, sounds huge, cheerful. It's great because it's puppets. It's 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 that puppetry stuff, you know. It's it's uh, and stop motion as well. I imagine. But, yeah, Excellent. cool. Phil Tippett. Well, God, there was another horror film that was stop motion that you just made me think about. Uh, puppet Master. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Puppet fun. Master. There's about twenty five sequels to it. Yeah, yeah. There's a few. <laughs> there's a few in there, and I'm sure you, you'll end up watching one perhaps on one of your Tuesday night specials. Yeah, yeah. And one of them had a drill for a head, or something. Oh yeah. Ah, yeah. That, ah, those were oh, the days. The, those were the days, weren't they? I was about yeah. six. <laughs> you, you've you've just reminded. <laughs> I've got down with my you. squeeze box of juice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got a film you've got to watch, by the way, which I can't remember if I've mentioned on the cast on an earlier episode, but it's a film called Frankenstein's Army, which, if you like special effects, listeners, it's mint. Now, I don't know if it's on any of the streaming. Someone else can find that out, perhaps, but it's called Frankenstein's Army, and it's basically the first third of it is it's set in the war and these Russian soldiers find this mad doctor's factory, you know, somewhere in, in the in the countryside, European countryside. And it's basically a factory where, uh, it's a bit grim, you know, where soldiers' bodies are being sewn together with machine, with, with machinery. <laughs> and they, they're basically producing these machine men 
but it's not it's all really ra- it's all really raggedy so you just reminded me there where there's it's like there's there's one with a, a, a saw instead of a head it's a bloke walking around but he's just got a buzz saw <laughs> spinning around and it's 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 basically a special effects showcase I think but it's really um, entertaining as well it's called it Frankenstein's Army Mental. Bloody brilliant! I'm it's writing mental. it down. I'm writing it down. Army. It's bonkers, mate. Hey, so that's my homework. Hey, my homework yeah. last time was watch the Meg, and I did, and it was brilliant. And I forgot you mentioned the accents thing, but oh my god, the accents thing. What Jason Statham's accent <laughs> yeah. in the Meg? It's brilliant, isn't it? I mean, I love him. I think he's a great actor, and and I think he's great value for money, and. I'm not bothered that his accent's all over the place because Michael Caine was in Jaws 4. Yeah, so true. <laughs> it seems to settle down, but like those first 20 yeah. minutes where they're finding him or whatever, yeah. you're just like, where are you trying to be from? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. It is great. It's, it's, it's very wavy, just like the sea. Yeah. Well, hey, maybe that's what he was going for. But anyway, cracking yeah. movie, that one. Thank you yeah. for it. Uh, Kind it's of right. forcing me to watch I'm really it. glad you enjoyed it because it is good fun. Oh, it's a perfect, slightly quite crap film, I think. It's it's, yeah. it's not trying to be anything other than that, and it's just great entertainment. It's totally on the money. Hello, my name is Predator, and you might remember me from some famous films a long, long time ago with a famous actor called. Arnie Schwarzenegger and it was very very good and I earned lots and lots of money and I've done some some films since but most of them I've played Predator again and uh, I tried to do some diversifying but it didn't work very well and basically I ended up playing Predator again. Anyway, I'm going to play Predator again in some films coming up because that is the only work that's coming in for me which is a bit of a shame. Uh, I would like to do some rom-coms but I keep shooting people. Anyway, enjoy the podcast. Bye! Um, so my other link that, that to your yeah. Clash of the Titans thing is the remake of Clash of the Titans oh dear has Mads Mikkelsen in it and I've oh, yeah. been going on a bit of a mad one over a mad one <laughs> mad on Mads uh, mad on Mads that could be a new yeah. feature um <laughs> On, on a couple of actors so I've watched a couple of really good films that probably don't sit in this podcast but I'll mention them anyway yeah. and what what led me f- like from those films I ended up getting like a the sort of obsession with actors that I used to have as a kid oh right and and like even when I was oh I don't know when I was in my 20s I think was the last time I can remember being like obsessed with an actor and it was Al, it was Al Pacino then and I just I just ended up watching mm probably 80% of Al Pacino's movies yeah and I I event like the thing about watching Al Pacino movies is once you've seen the early ones the rest are just really disappointing (laughs) yeah and then you get to a stage where you're just desperate for one of the newer ones to be good and it's what makes it worse is that some of them are good (laughs) so like you watch one you're like oh it's another crap one oh it's another crap one oh it's another and then every now and then you're like oh, a brilliant film a brilliant yeah. film oh it's another crap one and it's like well, gambling what's, um, <laughs> what's a good Al Pacino film from the last 10 years oh from the last 10 oh no I'm talking like 90s upwards okay so everyone thinks Scent of Heat. a Woman's great I think it's dreadful 
Oh, I like, I've not oh, watched Oh, it's that. dreadful. It's so bad. And then, like, almost every film after that, he's just Al Pacino playing a, a caricature of Al Pacino. Like um, shouting. Yeah, but then he did that... Uh, Oh, I'm gonna have to get his filmography now to to spot all the good ones. But he's done he's done like maybe four or five cracking movies. Yeah. Um, outside of the the sort of standard ones that everybody knows, yeah. the insider the insider is a yeah. great film. Yeah, I um, like that. Insomnia, I think, is a great film. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. I'm spoiling it if anyone wants to go on the uh, Al Pacino gamble. Uh, <laughs> I, thought, I thought that TV show Hunters about the Nazi hunters yeah. was was awful, and I thought he was awful as well. And and yeah. I love I like you. I love Al Pacino, but I, I know probably there's plenty of people who really like Hunters. I just thought it was I thought it was a great idea. Totally pissed away, absolutely <laughs> pissed away on floor. But I actually don't know if it's because I'm fifty and I'm old, and actually it's not for me. I, I don't know yeah I don't know but for every one of them there's like mm. three or four films like The Recruit with uh, Colin Farrell oh god uh, yeah that's awful yeah <laughs> yeah I've forgotten that or like Ocean's 13 or you yeah. know Righteous yeah. Kill just just stuff that's basically oh, cack that Righteous Kill and 88 minutes they came out at the same time I think in my head they came out at pretty much the same time and yeah. to me in my head they're the same film <laughs> yeah. it's like it's just like oh there's a cop and he shouts a lot and, but in one of them in Righteous Kill you've got Robert De Niro and you're thinking oh this how can this film not be brilliant yeah Oh. Easily. <laughs> oh, oh, it turns out you just do it like that. Effortlessly is the effortlessly answer. Giant, yeah. I mean, I'm doing what you, I think what you've just, I mean, Donnie Brasco, I mean, but you're looking at, that's 24 years old, that. Donnie well, that's Brasco. what I mean. Like, it, it's, But I reckon you can probably pick out maybe eight to 10 amazing movies that he's done yeah. since, since the 80s but he's yeah. probably done about 30 films <laughs> so. yeah I'll I tell you one maybe I recommend maybe generous actually now I'm thinking about it but I don't know two of his that I recommend from the 90s which I'm sure you're familiar with Frankie and Johnny which was really nice uh, the, yeah. the, based on the play and um, Carlito's Way which I really liked yeah, I that's really a good one. really loved that yeah, and yeah. I think I was I was I mean I was 23 24 when that came out and uh, sorry uh, no I was 33 34 and I was I was at the height of my like you probably getting obsessed with uh, new movies coming out with great actors in them and trying mm. to see them as soon as possible you know so I went to the cinema to see those and I really really enjoyed them so that that obsession mm. was in probably my 20s and then I've yeah, not, I was in my twenties. Uh, what am I talking about? I can't. And do then the before, before that, mm. or oh, sorry, after that, I don't think I've I've, I've had that until mm. this week, right. where I watched um, I watched a couple of films, and I was just like, I really love these actors. And then I just went and watched like most of their movies. So, first oh, yeah. movie was Call Me by Your Name, which is uh, the Oscar-winning film from twenty seventeen, and it's got. Um, Timothée Chalamet. All right. I find it hard to pronounce his surname because the L yeah. sits in different places each time I remember it. Mm. Um, and Army Hammer. 
Yeah, yeah. Hadn't he been in Bother recently? He might have been. He kind of... See, it's almost a perfect movie for me, except him. Like, the first third of the movie, he is just, like, pretty bad in it, I would say, but then he gets better. Right. Um, Timothy Shamalamadingdong, yeah. he... He is just brilliant all the way through it and like just makes you want to cry all the way through it because he's so oh, right. good. And I watched right. it and I was like, right, I need to just watch all of his movies now. Okay. Fortun- fortunately, he's only like 12 and he's only been in about five <laughs> movies, so it wasn't too, too uh, arduous. Yeah. Um, but it took me to um, Lady Bird, great film. Yeah. Um, and he's got a really funny little part in that. Yeah. Um, he's going to be, he's the main part in the big. Dune movie coming up which is the, uh, the, the yeah, next yeah. film by the guy who did Blade Runner 49 which is 2049 which is my favourite film of all time yeah yeah can't wait for that um, but I also ended up watching a really dodgy film of his um, which he gave his salary back for right um, which is called A Rainy Day in New York yeah now, A Rainy Day me. in New York tell us about is, that so maybe three uh, in 2017 I think Amazon Announced that they were going to do five films with Woody Allen. That was one of their big, yeah. we're launching Amazon Prime Video and we've got this massive name and we're going to do this thing. And mm. it was it was like, everyone was like dead excited about it at the time. Yeah. Um, probably not everyone. Uh, yeah. And then the Me Too thing happened and he, he got completely engulfed in all of that and he was like one of the mm. main names that was at the forefront of the accusations and stuff coming out of that yeah and amazon cancelled all of his contract they they cancelled four out of his f- five films but they'd already filmed the first one yeah which is this uh, rainy day in new york mm. um and it's got um timothy um where his name is yeah <laughs> um and so I thought oh, I'll watch it because I'm, I'm I'm loving this actor and yeah. he's awful he he is awful in it and everybody's awful in it and it's the right. same fucking problem with Woody Allen films since yeah. for it, since the 70s like they're all the same movie he's yeah. just jumbled up the, it's like he's got 10 parts for a movie and he just kind of puts them on a desk and rub, rubs his hands around to mix them all up and goes right that's, that's my next mm. movie now and then does it again yeah. that's my next movie now Yeah. and it wasn't so bad in the 70s because it was original and it was new yeah um, but as he's got older he's just replaced his part with other actors but he's Younger obviously actors. telling them to play him yeah. so like there's a dreadful example of Kenneth Branagh doing it in the in a 90s movie and you're like oh god, oh god you're just trying to be Woody Allen and it just looks like you're in a play it's just so mm. forced and horrible yeah and Timothy uh, mm. Shalamalame is, is doing that in this film he's just he's mm. trying to be Woody Allen probably because Woody Allen's telling him to be Woody Allen and, yeah. But even worse in this movie is there's there's like two other people doing the same role. <laughs> mm. So like it's just like everybody's Woody Allen, and and it just feels tired, and it's just predictable, and yeah, the the jokes are gone, and ugh, ugh. <laughs> that my my review of this film in one word is yeah. So, I, I I think I grew up with like. You know, Woody Allen was this character to be, this person to be revered, 
and you know when I was a kid there was loads and loads of books being written about him and every film was an event and there was the famous thing when he he won an Oscar for Crimes and Misdemeanours and you know he he didn't go to the Oscars because he had a gig with his clarinet you know and he's kind of like inebriate and I, I don't know. I, I I sort of got it, and there's I've watched the classics from the seventies. I loved Sleeper because it's really puerile and funny, <laughs> and you know, and everything you wanted to know about sex and stuff. Though, oh they, yeah, I mean, I've got to say, I love his quality. earlier movies, and, yeah, and of his later yeah. ones, I have to say, um, uh, what's the one with Owen Wilson? Yeah, Something. Midnight in Paris is... I bloody I love that. that film. Yeah, yeah, I, that's one <clears> I'd like to watch because I remember hearing a review of it and someone was gushing about it. And that but was I think, after I think what's partic- Yeah, what's mm. particularly great about that movie is Owen Wilson is playing the Woody Allen part, but they're yeah. quite similar actors. Like, he plays a bit Woody Allen-ish anyway, yeah. and it just, yeah. just kind of works. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so I watched a whole bunch of Timothée... Uh, Shall, shall I get you a cup of tea? Um, yeah. And that's that's the stinker in the lot, but I still love him. Yeah. And then yeah. Mads Mickelson's the other guy I just went I went all in with and I watched The Hunt, Arctic. Is that good? Doctor Tell us about Strange, Hunt. Casino Royale. Tell us about Hunt. <clears throat> oh, The Hunt is hard going, but in a great right. way. It doesn't belong yeah. on this podcast. It is it is an outstanding film. Right. Um Oh, but it's. Uh, do you know anything about it? Um, is he? A, um, is it rumours? And is, is he yeah, a teacher? But I, it's uh, ne- if you're a trainee teacher, do not watch this movie because it's the stuff <laughs> of nightmares. Especially if you're a male trainee teacher. Right. Okay. So the the, the story of it is, um, he's a secondary teacher, and the school closes down. So he ends up, or he might be a primary teacher. I don't know. He's yeah. a teacher. School closes down. He ends up working in a nursery. Right. Mm. And he's and he's like the nicest guy ever, and he's helping yeah. out at the nursery all the time. He's yeah. the, the, he's got the sweetest soul. Mm. Um, he's got this big group of male friends that he's grown up with, who, who they go on hunts together and right, so on. Yeah. Um, and one of his friends in that group um, has kind of a, a bit of a broken marriage. They yeah. argue a lot, they fight a lot, and they've got this daughter who's like four or something. Mm. So. You know he's he's grown up knowing the parents. He knows the child really well, and he walks the child to school um, and tries to help her. Kind of like really subtly, you know, he can see that she's suffering through this this broken mm. family. So he just like tries to you know walk her to school and stuff and just get her out of some of that cycle. Um, <clears throat> she becomes infatuated with him and starts writing him like little love cards and stuff. Mm. Um, and then when they're all at, when they're all at the nursery. Um, she kisses him and and, you know she's like four years old Mm. or whatever she Mm. she kisses him on the lips she's she's just become obsessed with him and he basically like completely professionally tells her off and says you know you shouldn't do that Um, you know Mm. he kisses her only for mummy and daddy sort of thing yeah yeah Um, anyway she gets really cross with him because he's he's essentially rejected her in her Mm. very childish eyes or whatever and then she tells a teacher um that he's done something really inappropriate and the idea that she gets to tell this this teacher is born from something that her brother does 
the the day before her brother has a party and one of his friends is looking at porn on an iPad or something and he shows oh, right, it to this yeah. four-year-old because yeah. um, he's drunk and the four-year-old basically describes that but through the lens of it was him oh my god and so and then what happens after that I mean this is the one bit that is interesting from like a teacher training perspective the, yeah. the, the nursery handle it so badly yeah. and do everything wrong with regards to you know getting accounts about what happened and, and bringing in the authorities and so on. Anyway, the rest of the film is basically just this massive cascade of his life is just going to get absolutely shat on over mm. this false accusation that's dealt with badly. The yeah. whole village turn against him. His reputation's in shatters. Oh, All God. his friends turn against him. Oh, God. And it's about... It's about that... F- Descent and then a kind of gradual clawing back of some of his reputation. So yeah. it's like it's it's harrowing, right? It's really powerful. It's brilliantly acted. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know if I, it's wrong to say I would recommend the film because it is hard going, but well, it's, it's it's excellent. It's one of those films that's been on my list, and and it's it's good that you mention Mads Mikkelsen because it, it's him, it's because it, it's his striking features that are on the poster, yeah. and also when you're scrolling through, it's him you see, isn't it? I mean, I I first came across him um, in a film. I mean, this is going back uh, to the advent of DVD. Really, uh, he was in a film called Pusher. I think I might be wrong. But I think he was in Pusher, but I might be wrong. And that was the f- one of the early films of Nicholas Winding Refn, um, who who later made um, I think did he make Drive? I think you know the right. that Ryan Gosling movie. Yeah, yeah. But he also made he, he made a film called Valhalla Rising, which I, I think was the first time I saw Mads Mikkelsen um, sort of realised, oh, this guy is brilliant, and he's only oh, got one amazing. eye. He's only got one eye in this because it's been ripped out. It's all about. There's always, have you seen there's it? always something going on with his eyes, isn't there? Doctor yeah. Strange, something going on with his eyes. It, it, um, I think it's some, Casino Royale. He's got his, he's got his yeah, eye thing going on. He has, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's that's a fairly mint film, but it's not for everyone. Um, and I know on this podcast, even though we call it the slightly crap film podcast, we still end up talking about great movies. I don't know if Valhalla Rising is a great film, but it's it's pretty good and it's very unique. It's almost like a play. Some of it they're on a they're on a Viking longship because they're Vikings, <laughs> and they, it's quite clear they're on a, on a stage. It's quite clear, you know, you can practically see the blokes operating the smoke machine. Yeah. but there's something really stylized about it that I really liked um, and that the director that Nicholas Winding Refn um, he's very hit and miss as far as I'm concerned I do like him but he made one of the worst films I've ever seen which uh, Ryan Gosling was in called Only God Forgives which I thought was I, I couldn't forgive it and so the title <laughs> was accurate because it was shite <laughs> it is. It's, I had it on. I bought it on Blu-ray because I like that actor Ryan Gosling. But uh, it was just terrible. And if anyone's got a counter, <laughs> a counter to my <laughs> view, of only Bring God forgives. On. I don't even think it's slightly crap. It was just crap. Just and, bad. And you know, and and so yeah, he's very hit and miss that that director. But the other thing about Mads Mikkelsen, uh, if you've not ever watched it, is Hannibal, the TV show based on oh, the um, 
Oh yeah, you know that. So yeah, yeah. I mean, if I've you, got some alternate surnames for him. Okay. Like, like I was going to do this as a running joke, but I'm, I've just messed it up now. We've got Mads okay. Mickle, Mads Mickleback. Oh yeah. Mads Mickle, you fancy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that one. <laughs> oh, this is my favourite one. Mads Mickled Onion Crisps. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that. I, think I can't, I can't fit them in now, though. Yorkshire Mads. Mads Micklethwaite. <laughs> <laughs> I think he did very well, then. Um, the last film I saw him in, though, was Arctic, which I think you've mentioned oh, briefly yeah. in, in something before. That is cracking. It's basically just a one-man show of him trying to get from a plane wreck to a to a uh, a base essentially whilst being you know, hun- hunted by a polar bear yeah it's creepy but it's, <laughs> yeah. it, but it's it's only a 12 which I think is important to mention because you can watch it with the kids I think it's not gruesome there's nothing no. ho- there's nothing horrid it's a little bit harrowing but mm, you'd expect that of a, of a trying to stop yourself from dying movie um, it's a good it's a good film that, about endurance in it it's mm. it's um it's not dissimilar it reminded me of the revenant a little bit but that might be because mm. there was a bear i don't know and, and it was bleak <laughs> i and haven't seen the revenant you know oh i think you'd like not that I, I, I definitely put it on your list i mean that's one I, I watched it and i didn't know what to expect at all um and it was very good it was it was excellent and i think one of our sponsors this episode is martin scorsese and um you know he'll he'll have Oh, no, I'm getting confused. I don't know if he had anything to do with it whatsoever. I don't think he did. I don't think he directed it. I think I'm mixing it up with the I If I was interviewing him, I probably would have assumed he did. (laughs) Yeah, you would have, because you're not very good good at interviewing him. Um, (laughs) Hey, me me and Stevie are like that now. I know. I know we've had a lot of feedback about that (laughs) that interview. (laughs) How maybe you could have handled it better. Uh, features before before we talk about our slightly quite crap I mean we talk, we've talked about nothing but films in this one it's been yeah, yeah. almost on point um, yeah. I haven't got one but have you got a, a, a great performance in a slightly crap film great performances in crap films um, no but I, I've I, I've I've got it's disappointing. Little, yeah, I mean, sorry. Yeah, I, I, I mean, <laughs> if you just give me a minute, I'll get one. You, you, you carry Listeners, on. I have literally just put him on the spot, and he's looking at me. His I, look basically no, says, "You get." <laughs> well, I, I've got. You know, there's some classics of just. I'm, I'm quite taken with the idea of actors we love, you know, actors we love, and and, and mm. getting those. I I definitely have obsessions about actors, and that's why I watched. I'm just going back to an, a film I mentioned earlier, the Agatha Christie ordeal by Innocence from 1984, which mm. is it's probably slightly crap. I've not watched it in years, um, but that that's got Donald Sutherland in it. And frankly, if Donald Sutherland turns up in a film, it, it's <laughs> elevated. So I could actually say that the great performance in a slightly crap film will come from Donald Sutherland in a way that it won't come from Al Pacino. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's... <laughs> 
I'd, I can't think of a film with Al Pacino in that's crap where he does a great turn. It's usually no. the other way around. It's yeah. crap because he's done a bad turn. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. Here's one. I'll tell you one. Oh, God, I've watched a couple of movies. I'll tell you an actor that I've, I have been not obsessed with, but who I really, really like. And that's Sam Neill from, oh, from Jurassic Park. And yeah. And he's also in. He does a lovely turn in in a couple of the early seasons of Peaky Blinders. He's oh, does just, he? Yeah, he's the he's the copper. Who, oh, who, nice! I didn't. Know, I've not seen. I, I know we've talked about it before. I still haven't watched it. It's. It, I mean, it is great. You know, it's a good show. Um, and Sam Neill's in it and playing this really creepy copper. Um, but I've watched him I'll, I'll tell you a slightly crap film that he's been in and given a great performance is The Omen Part 3 The Final <laughs> Conflict and I think we're going <laughs> we're going all the way back ladies and gentlemen hey you've I'd done to, that well there that's, that's 1981 just to, Nineteen eighty one is that? Yeah, yeah. Because the Omen's nineteen seventy five, seventy six. Omen two, which is pretty good, uh, got some good jumps in it and stuff, but but not as good. And then they go like that. They they, they fall off a cliff. <laughs> do the uh, do the Omen films, don't they? But the um, the original is just an absolute corker. I, I love mm. it. Um, but the. Um, yeah, the the, uh, the Omen Three. You've got Sam Neill, and he does a he does a really good um, Damien Thorne. You know, to use his full name, he plays it really well in what is a very hokey and ropey film. He's, he's an adult he in the be... film, isn't he? Yeah, it's yeah. Like he's Damien he's... grown up. Yeah, he's Damien's all grown up now. And uh, is yeah, he a lawyer? I bet he's. I'm looking at the poster. It looks he's... like he's a lawyer. He's probably I can't remember if because his dad is um, his dad Gregory Peck. If we're looking, oh, he's at the, the U.S. Film, ambassador to Great. He Britain. was an ambassador, yeah, and it's that <laughs> idea of being in power and stuff. And um, yeah, so he's he's really good in that. And I I did watch him just as a, a quick aside. We've gone movie magic today, but I, I've finally watched a film I've wanted to watch since I really got into these sorts of films and horror and stuff as a young lad I finally watched a film called Possession which um, I'd, I really recommend you'd love it right and I think it's streamed now but at the, I remember it being released uh, in the 80s and it was heavily cut it was retitled because basically it's an art house movie about um, Sam Neill's missus um, is having an affair with, with a demon in a um, a flat in rundown New York, and what what you're seeing? Sorry, not New York. Sorry, sorry. In in is it Berlin? I can't remember now because I've not prepared. Some place somewhere. Some European, and it's really really depressing. And Sam Neill just can't understand why she's being weird. And frankly, <laughs> she's being very weird. And uh, I really, I'm, I'm just gonna look it up, but I, I really recommend it for those of you who like your head being melted. By well, he's, he's been in a few head melters, hasn't it? In the he mouth has, of yeah. madness and yeah. Event Horizon oh, are yeah, quite yeah. weird. Yeah, and Event Horizon, you know, he's, he just elevates his films. Yeah, it's Isabella Gianni, who's who's a, a beautiful actress. She's she's she plays the missus, and she, frankly, they're both put in Oscar-winning turns, I'd say. Uh, but if you go and look at it, that's from 1981, and it's a bit of a weird one. A bit- 
a bit of a weird film and it is it's quite unforgettable actually even though i've forgotten where it's set there's moments in it when you think i can't actually unsee that that lady um clearly having intercourse with a demon who's kind of slimy and got an eye <laughs> it's just weird man you need to you need to see it to believe it um yeah it's got some really weird moments in it and it's not slightly crap it's it's very bizarre but the common theme is sam neil who's actually quite a mainstream actor isn't he but he's yeah. he, he puts in um you know he's, he's been in some interesting films i think it's fair to say i love him on his farm with his pigs yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he seems like a right laugh, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He yeah. seems like a good, a proper good lad and and, and stuff. So, yeah, I, re- I really, in a way that Woody Allen doesn't seem like that, even though he's no, made he comedy. Seems like hard work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be struggling to know what to say, you know. All right, if, I think if, it's time. It's time oh. for our for our main feature I mean we've talked about it seems silly to put the feature in because we're just mm. doing this the whole way through today um, Slightly Quite Crap Films Slightly Quite Crap Films Go on then You kick the Oh Jingletastic Such a good jingle oh, The jingle I, where, I just don't know how you can just do that like that The jingle That's of amazing. all jingles you know It is It's I like Jingle that. Squared <laughs> right, I've it's, prom- it's always maths with you. It's always maths. <laughs> so, for, for the sake of our listeners, right before the show, we usually chat for about five ten minutes just to make sure that we've actually got something to talk about between us. And I told I, I told Hal I've got a film, but I, I wasn't going to share it with him until like, right. live recording because I suspect he's seen it, and I didn't. I I, I want to know what his reaction is, which is going to be really disappointing if you haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> So, my slightly quite crap film that I have watched this week is a film from 1988 um, that is probably the, the, the pinnacle of daft movies, horror movies, where they try and make the most sedate insect slash animal become something evil that eats people. Uh, and it's called Slugs. Oh, mate. <laughs> what a film. And you see, you're just, you're not even going for the original Slug movie. You're going for some knockoff from the 80s. I'm going for 1988 Slugs, which yeah. opens, like, there's no credits, there's no nothing. It opens with two people on a raft, right? Yeah. And. One of them is is um, is literally got all his fishing kit out, and he gets his rod out, and then <laughs> that's not a euphemism. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then his girlfriend basically goes, "Oh, so you were serious that you wanted to come fishing?" It's <laughs> like, yeah, I've just got all the kit out. And then he he throws his he throws his rod into the water. Remember, this is called slugs, and they're in yeah. the middle of a lake somewhere. And he gets pulled in <laughs> by a slug somehow. We don't see how. And then he disappears under the water and this big pool of blood comes up. Like, and that, that's swimming slugs in a lake, apparently. That, that is <laughs> and that's great, the opening. <laughs> yeah, but you can't, you know, 
you can't knock a film that's cracking on like that. It's like that. <laughs> what? I can't even remember the name of the film I watched. We've talked about it on here, where it's a giant paper mache fish that floats around <laughs> like one of those remote control boats you see on a, a lake in a park. I'll tell you, there's unintentional humour. There's a layer of unintentional humour in this film. And I had to look this up because I just thought, I can't be the only person who's spotted this. And I absolutely am not. Um, So the budget for this film is split between two countries. So it's produced by the US and somewhere like, but I don't think it is, um, Germany or something like that, right? And what that means is half the cast are non-native English speakers. Brilliant. So you get this really weird, very obvious effect of when there's American actors talking, it's the original audio. Yeah. And when there's non-American actors talking, there's this awful, very obvious, re-recorded in the studio and pasted in afterwards audio. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Which is really like disorientating. And what makes it brilliant is that there's a particular character who is a scientist who's got the worst dub ever. And I swear to God, it was the inspiration for Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to find a clip and put it into this podcast because I was listening to it going, that's yeah. just Austin Powers talking in the middle of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Kim, Mike, what are you two doing here? I'm sorry to bother you, John, but, um... John, I want to ask you some questions about these. What's this? What is that stuff, anyway? It's like mucus, you see. Only the slugs use it as an irritant for its natural predators. It is also the way the buggers get around. They travel on it. It's like a, like a slimy carpet. But it's... And, and all the women in it, seem to have been recruited from a modelling agency because they're all like stunningly beautiful yeah um, 80s 80s, 80s not much acting chops between any of them or the men I need to add that's not a yeah. particular gender thing the script is so bad but like really funny bad it's like a classic crap movie that you you can't help but enjoy and, and, and- it's it's super gory like so yeah. unnecessarily gory and so laughably ridiculous at how people get themselves into a position where they can be killed by a slug <laughs> <laughs> but they yeah. frequently do so there's like a guy who's got one in a gardening glove and he puts the glove yeah. on and then he can't get the glove off and he's screaming so much that he saws his own hand off <laughs> I mean you don't like you don't want a slug in your glove do you you don't want a slug in your glove I, um, I mean, I thought you were going to talk about uh, the classic, one of my, uh, a great, well, it's reve- nature's revenge movies, aren't there, these? Yeah. There's, there's, I mean, Jaws, obviously, is the pinnacle of that, but you get you get a lot of these in the 70s. Um, you get, like, Night of the Leapers, which is all about mad rabbits, and you've got, um, but the classic slug one, or it's Worms, I think, actually, because it's called Squirm. Uh, and yeah it's about worms and I recommend it because it would make a good double bill with slugs uh, but squirm is um, yeah it's it does what it says on the tin there's even a shower scene where worms drop out instead of water you know <laughs> This I mean, one's got a scene where there's a there's a drunken woman chopping yeah. up a lettuce and she's chopping through a slug that's in the lettuce. She feeds I mean, it to her husband, great. he eats the slug, and then he's gradually over the next half hour of the film getting 
more and more ill to the point where he's in a restaurant and basically his face just explodes that's just absolute quality isn't it? and d- did you know that slugs um, is it was a it was kind of part of the um, it's based on a novel yeah, isn't it like it's a James Herbert book? Is it? Sure, yeah, I was just about to say it's it's of that. It's not as classy as James Herbert with his rats, another revenge of nature thing. Uh, but uh, it's Sean Houston who used to write a lot of those um, pulpy, horror stuff. And he uh, it's also like Guy N. Smith as well. These are English guys. <laughs> These are English writers. But, you know... the. They'd be get, selling their book rights for a grand or something, you know, in the 80s, and then that film rocks up that you've just They discussed. can't have been writing it with anything other than a bottle of whiskey and a lot of laughs. I think that, yeah. so ridiculous. That, that's like it, the script it? when they're like, they're going to the Megan, you've got to shut down the sewage, you've got to shut down the water supply. Why? <laughs> because there's slugs coming out of the taps and they're eating people. You're like, oh my God. It's the stop. fact that they're fat. Are they fast moving? No. Do they run? Do the slugs run? So there's like a scene where these two people are like, um, they're having sex on the bed, which yeah. is like the distraction narrative. And then yeah. when when they're all finished, the whole bedroom floor is co- like completely covered in slugs. And she just falls off the bed into them. <laughs> and then, and then uh. you've got this awful acting of this guy on the bed. Like he's obviously being told by the director, you can't rescue her. But she's yeah. literally just like on the floor with about five slugs on it. And he's just on the bed going, oh no, oh no, oh, oh no. And you're like, just pick her up, man, what are you doing? No, that is funny. <laughs> Chuffing hell. Slugs is, is a, a great laugh. one, mate. Yeah, slugs so is a, a great it gets, one. It gets five slugs out of five from me. Just for it's It's got everything you would want out of it. You know it's going to be crap, but it's just super entertaining. Was that on... So, was that on streaming that no I had to rent that one for two pounds but oh, I God, thought that was worth it well it sounds like it was <laughs> what and we get, we've, we've nearly run out of time I don't, I don't mind going over just for you Hal go on tell us about but your I, one no I just wanted to, I haven't got a slightly crap film I've just got uh, what happened was I ended up watching two films I'm very very fond of again with uh, my son and yeah. the first which I, I think I've recounted on a previous podcast that I'm a big fan of John Carpenter's The Thing I'm a huge yeah. fan and when my, t- my son turned 15 um, I said we're going to watch this now he's just turned 16 and we've still not managed to watch it until I said tomorrow <laughs> we're watching it so we did you've and he, done it he, you've I, reached the milestone yeah he really enjoyed it and I really you know for the umpteenth viewing I watched it again and just this morning I right put it this way I like that film a lot and I've got it on VHS from 80s yeah I've got it on um I've got it on DVD and I've got it on Blu-ray in a steel book I've got <laughs> it on Blu-ray with some you know I've got multiple copies but just this morning have, have you got I'm a getting, 4K one when I was getting the van washed this morning, <laughs> I was sitting there while lad were doing my van, and you know one of those drive-through wash places. Yeah. 
and it popped up on my phone the thing 4k limited edition yeah. coming out in september and i just bought it yeah but yeah. we're not allowed to tell anyone in my family i bought yet another copy i've got to well, have to put them with all my jawses this is this is exactly the same as me with uh the japanese manga film akira um, oh really yeah i've bought it i think i bought a, i think i bought it for the fifth time this week yeah yeah um, oh man uh, exactly the same 4k special edition they're getting oh, us yeah. we're, we're the saps that buy them all yeah but i quite like it now i quite like the fact that they're doing these special editions i know it's yeah. taking more money i know it's like oh no because I'll, I'll tell you what i bought as well which i mentioned a few uh, a few podcasts ago was a film called really creepy film called lake mungo really creepy um <laughs> you know re- it's really unsettling ghosties and found footage and stuff it's really yeah. spooky but they've just done it on a 4k and i thought in a box and i just thought i want i want it <laughs> can i have it please yes i can because i talk to myself about those things <laughs> and the other one uh, i watched with with uh, tommy was um it was his birthday and we ever we had friends around and stuff everyone was going home they'd all gone home and it were quite late but he said oh should we watch a film and um, and it was actually my wife just said why don't you watch world war z again now i only watched that last year i've talked about it i feel like i've talked about it recently on here brad pitt mm. bradley pitts uh in world war z but you know i watched it again it's absolutely mint it's mm. it's watchable it's the most watchable fast moving roller coaster of a film yeah where you get these actors popping up and you notice things each time you watch it i just think it's brilliant as a and the soundtrack's really ace as well and um yeah so uh, two films i absolutely love and they're the last two films i've watched so i just thought i'd share that because love both it. of them are worth watching again and i wonder if there's a, if you're listening what's the what's your go back to film because they might not be your favorite films but the ones that you know they like having a nice warm you know I don't know some nice cup of, a nice cup of soup. Yeah, they like absolutely. a nice cup of soup. You know, they do the trick. They do the trick. They're above real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that hey, was me. So very. Quickly. I think we need to finish on two yeah. two films that are coming out in the cinema this month that I reckon are going to be mint. Yeah. The f- first one is Don't Breathe Two. Oh did yeah, you, I like Don't Breathe. Did you watch one. Don't Breathe? Yeah, yeah, it was oh, good. It's great. And the yeah. second one is uh, Pig with oh. Nicolas Cage oh yeah yeah <laughs> I want to watch that I've seen some chatter about that that looks good oh, which Nicolas looks like Cage. a poor man's John Wick yeah yeah I'm all and I'm, for that. I'm there for it I am there for oh, it oh and I, I want to see that Nobody as well with um, uh, Bob Odenkirk in it the oh yeah yeah I fancy that nobody. It looks quite good. He's, yeah. he's extremely watchable. Isn't he? Let's let's go see all of those. Yeah. All right. Let's let's, let's wrap things up then. Thank you, everybody. Hey, uh, catch yeah. us on the, uh, the the film club on Tuesdays or the the, the Twitter account at Crap Film Podcast uh, or the Facebook, which is also at Crap Film Podcast. Well um, done for remembering those, Ed. Well done. Oh, 
if I, I don't even know if they're right, but I'm assuming that they are. If they're not, someone else is going to get loads yeah. of follows. <laughs> yeah, do share the cast as well. If you've enjoyed it and you've got pals who might enjoy listening to it, please do share it. We're easy to find these days, aren't we? We're all over the place. So, yeah, yeah stay in touch and uh, drop us a line and tell us what you're watching. Thanks very much, everyone. Cheers, guys. Bye. See you soon. Bye. The Slightly Crap Film Podcast was brought to you by Ed Southall and me, Howell Roberts. Give us a follow on Facebook and Twitter. You'll find us at Crap Film Podcast. Give us a subscribe. Give us a follow. Give us a review. Just give us something. See you next time.